Gamerheads Podcast is part of the Little Fellow Media Podcast Network, sponsored by podcast host Budsprout, the easiest podcasting software for hosting, promoting, and tracking your podcast. And welcome to another episode of Gamerheads Reviews. And today I'm actually joined by the whole cast, Mike, Blue, and Christian. It's a review party! It is! Let's Woo! play the review music. Get this party started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so today, we're reviewing... I'm going to let you, Mike, tell the name of it, because I screw this up all the time. I'll probably screw it up, too. Um, okay. The name of the game is Aglios. Aglios? Oh no? Gallus. <laughs> Gallus. <laughs> The emphasis is on the second syllable. Gallos. Uh, gallos. Gallos. Yeah. Oh, that's what and, we're reviewing today. Yeah. <laughs> See, I had that stuck in my head, though. I'm, anyway, uh, it, it is a. It's a. Uh, it, it's a action platformer, two D retro throwback type game available for the Switch, PlayStation Four. Uh, I think it's also on the Xbox and PC. I, I believe so. I think you can play it wherever you want to. Right. Developed by, uh, or published by P-Cube, developed by Storyburn Games. And it is a throwback. Uh, it made me feel like this was a, uh, like a Monster Boy type game. Uh, like a, like a Sega Master System or even a TurboGrafx-16 style game. Um, it's your essentially, or even a, um... Legend of Zelda 2 Adventure of Link type game. Uh, you're it's it's you're you play the role of a hero that's been summoned um, to save the world from the evil darkness that threatens the world and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> the world and stuff. The world and stuff. But uh, you know you're it's it's your your typical 80s style. Um, adventure uh medieval type where you've got this you've got the sword uh you've got armor you can swap those out you can find new swords new armors and you traverse the world finding upgrades uh battling enemies fighting large bosses earning upgrades to get back into other areas uh in order to find new areas so it's it's a lot of a lot of metroidvania elements a lot of uh pinpoint perfect pixel perfect jumps and attacks uh it, it will put your 2d platforming skills to the test mm. sounds like that would require good controls mike it sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> i hear some grumbling uh, it's it, it's it's it can get pretty tough uh actually it can get extremely tough i will say that um, and I don't know if that was the, the, uh, original idea was to make it, uh, as, as much of a throwback as possible to old games. Like, like even some of those games that are unfair in terms of their difficulty. I'm looking at you, Ninja Turtles one. Um, yeah. And you're going to die in this game a lot. Uh, one of the things that I found, uh, in addition to the uh, the controls being a little bit wonky, was that when you're fighting against a boss, unless you have the specific sword and the specific armor 
found in another part of the map, you are not going to last two minutes. And it doesn't tell you, hey, you need to go here and you need to get this uh, in order to beat this boss. You just got to figure that out on your own. Hmm. You do get some guidance. There's a there's a fortune teller that you can talk to that gives you a push in the right direction on where to go. But in terms of uh, some of the items you need in order to, to get past um, a dungeon boss, it, it kind of leaves you up to your own uh, to your own skills or lack thereof. I see. And uh, so you, Blue and Mike, you both played this game on the PlayStation 4, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so Blue, <laughs> anything to add? Anything to add to the to the you know intro of the game before we get into the things that you liked about the game and things you didn't like about the game? Anything else you want to add to to Mike's description of the game? Well, the goal of the game, in order to save the world, which actually it takes place in the kingdom of Lumen, um, is that. The bad guy has come and stolen the four elements, earth, uh, water, fire, and air. He has stolen those, and so he has gained, used them to gain the power of darkness. So you are tasked with going into the temples of those four elements, and in this game, the temples serve as dungeons. So you must also acquire earth, water, fire, and air, and you will use the power, uh, the elements to gain the power of light. See, because it matches mm. the kingdom of name Lumen. We got a theme mm. going on here. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's it's a very familiar story. It's not something you haven't seen and done a gazillion times before. And there's really not much story to the game at all. It's typical hero stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of. This kind of sounds like uh, like a Mega Man esque kind of game, right? Because you can go. Can you pick any temple you want to go to to begin? No. With? It's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's these aren't levels. It's one big oh, map that you go oh, like I like see. a Metroid type. Yeah, oh, and and you acquire new um, abilities kind of at regular intervals, and then you need those abilities to um, reach the new temples. Because like Mike was said, the the seer in the castle. She won't point you to the armor, but she will point you to the abilities because you have to have them. I see. Ah, okay. All right. Well, let's start with <laughs> let's start with the tip in the top. Then, what are some of the things that you both liked about this game? So I liked, you know, one of the things I liked, I liked the music. I thought the music was very old school. Um, it was an enjoyable soundtrack to listen to as I was going along. One of the things that I, one of the gripes I have about games now is that there's so many different tracks um that they all kind of uh, blend together and i and I, I have difficulty finding one that i can really like uh really enjoy and listen to over and over again that's one of the things as as an older gamer what i liked about some of my older games is they had like specific level songs uh like for example like like Mega Man 2 one of my favorite soundtracks or ducktales um those had very recognizable because you heard those over and over again as you tried to get through that level. So they did that with this game and I, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed the variety. I mean, it's the variety is, is pretty much what you'd see in any old school game like this. You've got your water level, you've got your, uh, volcano level. Um, but that was fun to see that, that kind of difference in the, um, in, in, in environments, uh, I liked the I liked the enemy design. I liked the animation. 
Uh, it, it was all very smooth. Uh, the art style was fun. So the game presented itself pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will agree with that. It's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. It's, it is, like Mike already said, it's very, very Wonder Boy. Um, in the press release for the game, they say how they created it as an homage to the classic Japanese adventure games of the 16-bit era. And so you could see where the, the inspirations are extremely obvious. Like Even everybody that I've talked to about this game, they see a picture and they go, oh, is that Monster Boy? Wow. So I mean, it, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for something original, something that's going to wow you, something that you've never seen before? Or are you looking for something cute and comfortable and familiar? Mm. It just depends. But do you... So, I mean, we can go into this with the flip and the flop, but I mean, some of the things that I know you both have said, do you think that the game stayed too true to, uh, to like that old school kind of retro feel game to, to a fault where even they didn't improve on some of the things that as game design has grown over the last 20 or 30 years that they didn't incorporate some of the things that we should have learned from game design (laughs) and then kept it, kept it retro feel to to the point where it almost made it too difficult. I, I don't, this is, yeah, this is difficult question to answer. Yeah. I would say it is not too difficult. Okay. But I would say the difficulty that is there is not the right kind of difficulty. That's, that is a perfect way to put it. It's not like, so when I think of a game that like Shovel Knight, that's a game that can be difficult, yeah. but it's, it, it's, it's difficult, but you learn from it. Mm-hmm. This one is more along the lines of, hey, if you're not if you're not perfect, you're dead. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm thinking back to the boss of the air temple. Yes, the air temple. And it's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this screen is especially at their third stage. The screen is filled with projectiles, just like mm-hmm. absolutely filled. And it's you 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 will take hits there's no way to get through it with skill you have to tank your way through it and hopefully you did well enough during the first two phases of the boss attack that you still have enough health left to tank your way through it oh wow and to me that's not that interesting of a boss fight you know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. mean, you can play a cuphead and you can learn it and you can practice and you can do those cuphead runs with no damage. And that's so impressive when those people can do that. This, that's not an option. That's not even close, to, like in the realm of possibility of yeah. being an option. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go into the things that you didn't like, the flip and the flop then. What are, what are some of the things that, I, I know we talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but what are some of the things that, just kind of grind your gears. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Sure, They've heard yeah. from me already. <laughs> so I will. I will kind of go back to what we talked about earlier. the The difficulty of the game is is really really up there, and it's not even what what we would say is a fair difficulty. It's just it's like, hey, this is how it used to be. So let's give uh, let's give our 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 players some real nostalgia. 
by making this just like it w- just like they remember. Sometimes we don't want to remember yeah. that kind of difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't want to knock the game too hard because you know there's people that have been able to play it and beat it with no problem. Um, and it could be just that I'm just not as good as a gamer as I think I am. Um, the other thing is that the um, the controls they have to be absolutely perfect. Like mm. you cannot do well if you um if if you're again if you're not absolutely if you're not a god with your controller and even then sometimes you'll do things that you didn't intend to do which will mess you up like um when it the first thing that comes to mind is the um the upward the upward slash that helps you get to other uh platforms there's an area i don't know blue if you had trouble trouble with this too there's an area where you get, I think it's where you get the uh, the 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 what is it the woodpecker uh, ability. Um, before you get into that section, there's an area that has a bunch of really tall, thin platforms, like mountainous platforms, and lava at the at the bottom. Oh, you know, if and, you want to be uh, totally honest, I didn't even bother with the woodpecker one. Yeah, I tried I like two two of the first puzzles, and I went screw this. <laughs> so I don't, don't need have- it. <laughs> You don't yep. have to beat all the puzzles then in this game? You don't have to get all the upgrades. Oh, I mean, you, you kind of do have to get the upgrades. I mean, unless you're amazing, unless you're like Christian levels of, of uh, gamer. <laughs> then, yeah, then uh, you're you're okay. But um, but some of the stuff is, is really just too punishing. Like, I would lose. So I'm in this uh, area where there's an entrance to a cave. And um, there's there's flying enemies that fly at angles that make it almost impossible for you to defend. So you have to do the up slash, but when you do the up slash, you jump off of the platform you're on and you fall into the lava. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's a giant ghost or some or a giant monster that's chasing after you on this screen. Mm-hmm. So you need to avoid them and you need to avoid that enemy. In the meantime, you're jumping, attacking, falling into lava, trying again. I lost half my health before in one screen before I got into the... Uh, the next um oh oh but you didn't you didn't get the monster halfway down of health and then get knocked back into the previous screen and have that to was gonna over? be my next thing oh my gosh that was one thing that was so aggravating when so so the game plays out you know in individual screens like each each part of the map is its own room almost and if you get hit it has that wonderful knockback that uh that old school games are known for and if and if you are near the entrance or exit to that screen and you get knocked back and you get knocked back hard enough that it throws you back into the previous screen guess what all of the monsters reset as well as their health oh no oh yeah so yeah see and i think that's that's a design flaw that's that design flaw of a game from games in the past right no i i won't consider that a design flaw here yeah that's i'll tell you I'll, i'll tell you why because the the thing about if you want to include things like knockback and things like uh, if you leave the screen and come back, the enemies regenerate as if you were never there. You have to still at some point give your players the tools to succeed. And so the controls that they have, which I will, I'll, do, I'll go through it briefly in case somebody didn't hear it on the podcast, but they just... They work against you the entire time you're playing. So this this upward slash that Mike's talking about, it, that basically serves as a double jump. So it requires three or four button inputs. 
So if you want to do a classic double jump from any other video game, you just hit jump and then you hit jump again. It's simple, it's easy, and it, you don't have to think about it. You can just play. But for this one, you have to hit jump and then with the right timing, then you hit the attack button and then you also have to simultaneously hit up and then mm -hmm. optionally you hit up left or up right depending on which direction you need to go. So, I mean, it's, it's so complicated yeah. for one move. It's ridiculous. And it's also, it's unpredictable. Like Mike was saying, sometimes you'll do it when you don't mean to because the inputs on the D-pad are just like if it's just even a tiny bit up then you'll do the upward slash when you didn't mean to and probably fall off the platform you were on. Hmm. So if you, if you design a game where you fill the screen with enemies and projectiles to the point where it's impossible to dodge, and then you also have knockback, and then you give your players unpredictable controls, that particular combination of things makes for a bad experience, in That's my opinion. Yeah. If you, you can have fill the screen with projectiles and uh, have knockback, but if your controls are precise and they allow your player to have a fighting chance, then, then this would be a completely different game. We'd have a completely different conversation right now. Yeah. Right. There's also in terms of, uh, yeah, I mean, again, going back to that, to that perfect, I mean, you have to be absolutely perfect. And you there's can't. One, right. And there's one section where there's these uh spikes um those uh they, they, they look like i don't know they're like eight uh they, they look like jacks you know the old game jacks you know they look yeah. like those kind of spikes yeah. Yeah. in water and you have to use your bubble ability to navigate through this very very small area and if you get hit by one of those spikes you lose health and your bubble pops and mm -hmm. you drop down, have to go back to the beginning and do it all over again. Oof. And to that point, you only get one slot to refill your health. Ugh. Mm-hmm. And to hold a to hold a potion that can that can uh that can restore your health. You know that the you know that what you just described there, you know what that reminds me of? The reminds me of turtles. It reminds me of the first turtles game. There's underwater places where all those all those spikes and yeah, was, the, the seaweed, the electric seaweed. Yeah, or electric something. seaweed. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Electric seaweed. That was really hard, and that, that I did not like that. It was exactly like that, but but think but think of it this way: in the turtles one, it's the exact same thing, but if you get hit by one seaweed, you fall down and have to start over Ugh. all again. Just one hit, and you lose health, and you don't. And the only way to get it back is if you have a potion, or if you go back to the beginning of the dungeon, go back to the village refill your health and then have to start the dungeon all over again. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. oh. Mm -hmm. And actually to that point, there's this huge like hole in the game because as Mike said, you can hold, you can hold one potion or you can hold and one herb and the potion will restore a large amount of health. And then the herb restores a small amount. So you have those two things. So if you're in a dungeon and you die and you respawn it respawns you without those oh my God. so if it, you thought it was hard the first time it's even harder oh. now wow okay but wow. here's the thing here's the thing if you've made it through the dungeon and you fight the boss and you die then it doesn't make any sense to restart <gasps> Or, I mean, to continue. It doesn't make any sense to continue because you'll lose your potion and your herb. And oh, like Mike dude. said, you'll have to track all the way back to the village and rebuy them. So you, what I started doing is I just quit and restart the game. 
Oh my God. I end up in the exact same spot and then I still have my potion and my herb. Yep. I did the exact same thing. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. I mean, it takes, you know, a few seconds more to quit the game and restart, but it's like, why, why did you do that? Yeah. That's really annoying. There, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are there save spots in this game? Are there in the dungeons? Are there places where you can save or, or no? no? There's only like one. There's that's one at the, beginning. at the beginning. Oh my God. And then usually what they do is when you complete the dungeon and you get to the boss, they will give you a shortcut in the temple so that you don't have to go through the whole thing. You can take the shortcut and get to the boss. Oh my gosh. All right. So before we get into, <laughs> before we get into the final grade then, uh, who who is this game for? Like, it's like obviously you both like this. You so both of you are both of you are retro gamers. I mean, you guys like retro games. You guys grew up oh, in yeah. the same era that I did. You both like those kind of games, but mm-hmm. you both both didn't. I mean, from what what I'm hearing, you both weren't huge fans of of this game. So, if this... I'm if I'm being 100 percent honest, I hated this game. Okay. I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> I really hated it, and it was 100 percent because the con- of the ch- controls. Yeah, it's so here's here's what I'm thinking. This game is not an entry level game by any means. This game should only be for those of you who grew up on it and are really, really good and want to re relive some of those punishing um, 2D platformers. Um, so I'm, I'm not being I'm not as uh, as straightforward as blue that I'll use that word straightforward. <laughs> I'm just I mean, being honest. No, that's and that's that's the whole point of these reviews. I um I I was not a huge fan of the game, but the parts that worked worked well. Mm. But unfortunately, the parts that didn't work um I'm not going to say they ruined the game, but they really took it down a notch. Yeah. Uh I I I it said this before and I I'll say it again. I I do want to see Christian play this game. I mean, <laughs> I don't wish that on Christian. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see him put his skills to the test. Yeah, I do. I do. You say this like I'm some inhuman god at video games, Roger, and I wouldn't go that far. Well, though so he would I mean... probably play it on PC, and I believe that's the best place to play. It. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I should I should specify that the specific problems with the controls that I'm talking about, I believe, are only on the PS4 version. The okay. buttons are mapped differently in the PS4 version than like if you played it on Switch or Xbox. And for the record, I did email Storyboard Games and I asked them why this was oh. the case. And did they get back to you? No, they never did. Oh, okay. Okay. But I was trying to be as fair as I could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I still, I, yeah, I know I, Christian, I think you are a god in video games, but I would like to see you play this game. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I know Blue, you reviewed it for the Well Reg Mage, right? Is that is that right? Yes, you, my okay. review is up on the Well Red Mage, and you can look that up if you are interested. Um, uh, the game, the grade I gave it was four out of ten. Okay, Mike, what is your final grade on this? Uh, I'm actually I'm going to give it a solid C. Okay. Generous. Whereas it's <laughs> whereas <laughs> again, there's mo- there's most of it works. But the the key elements are very frustrating, so um, mm-hmm. that's what I'm gonna go. That's how I felt. I felt it was a good C. Well, yeah, because here's kind of my my end thoughts on it is platformers. That genre is bursting at the seams with choices. 
Hmm. Right? And if you're looking for Metroidvanias or Neo-Retro styled stuff, I mean, you are spoiled for choice. Yeah. And so Agelos is a roughly a 10-hour game that does very little anything is is original. There's nothing in here that will make you go, oh, that's so cool. I've never seen that before. Right. There's not Hungry. a single thing here that does that. And so if you're going to spend 15 bucks, there are so many other choices that are better. Axiom Verge or um, Dead Cells, Iconoclast, Hollow Knight, all of those are so much above Agelos in terms of game design and, and story. Hmm. And they are such a better value. Hmm. So I, I really can't recommend a Gellos to anybody. Yeah. Or you could save your money and buy an Amiibo for 13 <laughs> <laughs> You could do that. Uh, <laughs> or Iconoclast. That's another one. Yeah, that's another great that's one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. You, you know, that's like, it's a really good point, Blue, because you're right. The genre, there's tons of games in the genre. And it's, 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 it's probably hard to break into that into that mm-hmm. genre. You have uh, to really do something special. Yeah. And when I think about a, a Iconoclast, which I played through recently, there were multiple times where I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Or, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that was stuff that I'd never heard and never seen before. And yeah. Gellos has none of that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, yeah, so you can uh, check out both of those reviews, um, one on the Well-Read Mage and then the other one here on GamerHeadsPodcast.com. And uh, thank you, Mike and Blue and Christian, for joining me today. No problem. You're welcome. Sorry, P-Cube. <laughs> <laughs> and listeners, you can uh, also get new episodes of the GamerHeads Podcast uh right here on our website at gamerheadspodcast.com uh or anywhere that you get your podcasts we release new episodes every sunday so check that out all right thanks see ya bye bye adios